the heroine's journey. The phrase, the heroine's journey, immediately makes me think of Lou Reed's heroine, recorded with the Velvet Underground. It's not an uplifting song about putting a spike into one's veins in order to feel like a man, but the song's protagonist does take a journey wearing a cute sailor suit and cap. I picture him as Max in Sandak's Where the Wild Things Are. Children's stories, even those that say, let the wild rumpus start, instead of let the wild rumpus begin, are always a better starting place than injected addictives. And so make way for ducklings. Let us begin with children's stories, for that is where my heroine's journey began with a headlong dive into a concrete koi pond in Sarasota, Florida. We were visiting my father's parents. I remember my mom's cotton pencil skirt and flats. Her legs were smooth and pale white. I was two years old. My view of people then was of their legs. I think she also wore one of those headbands Mary Tyler Moore would have worn when she was dusting the furniture on the Dick Van Dyke show, but that might be a false memory implanted by a photograph of our family gathering that day. My mother also wore a tight short-sleeved sweater that accentuated her cross-your-heart bra, the kind that made women's boobs stick out like torpedoes. In the photo, her face was not happy. This may have been due to the uncomfortable bra, but I think it was because of the uncomfortable company. Grandma despised my mom from the other side of the tracks in Westfield, New Jersey, which today might look like a suburban paradise. But back to the ducklings, or rather the colorful koi swimming under the fountain in their concrete pond home. I was transfixed. In amazed recognition, I watched them swim amongst the bubbles. As they dove, I dove. And then I was underwater, submerged, swimming with them in the bubbles. My hair floated up in a halo around my ears. It was better than any bubble bath. I was free. It was quiet there. The bubbles did not sting my eyes as the Mr. Bubble Soap did in the tub when mom bathed Anne and me, scrubbing our heads, swirling our hair up into soapy unicorn horns. There in the pond, as my hair floated up and my body sank, my curiosity deepened. I was getting closer to those beautiful orange and red spotted fish. I was becoming one of them until mom kicked off her shoes and dove in after me. She did the kind of shallow dive you see at the pool during swimming lessons at the YMCA. Index fingers touching, arms straight and strong in front of her. She scooped me up in those arms and lifted me out of the pond. I remember her ruined look, wet hair, wet sweater, the cross your heart seams visible. I remember the shoes tossed aside on the concrete, but I don't remember coughing or choking. I just remember longing. A few years later, when I took those swimming lessons at the YMCA, I did that shallow dive and swam under the water almost the whole length of the pool. I was convinced that I could breathe underwater. The bubbles 
emitting from the corners of my mouth as I frog kicked were my proof. I became a guppy, a tadpole, a flying fish, a dolphin, a shark. I joined the swim team. I took the water safety instruction course, learned to sail, to canoe, later to kayak and paddleboard. But I've not yet realized my hero, heroine's journey to become a selkie. I have not yet remastered the underwater breathing. And the constant changing back and forth from woman to seal isn't easy. Though my tolerance for cold water is great, my flippers are awkward as I doff my skin and climb back onto land. I'm not graceful in the other direction either. As I kick off my flats and dive in, I always stub a toe or trip on the edge of the pond. <laughs>